0: The Around the League podcast is where toasters go to retire.
2: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League podcast. My name is Dan Hanson. I'm joined by a room filled with some heroes, Chris Wessling and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. What's happening? Special guest in the studio right now, guys. You see him here, but the listeners are about to find out. He is a (laughs) NFL media columnist, Miami resident newsroom fashion icon, potential member of the Illuminati. He is Jeff
1: Darlington. <laughs> <Wow>. The Illuminati. <laughs> How come your enthusiasm, you guys did not match the opening enthusiasm there.
3: That's true. I usually do get excited. I, I mean, it brought this it. Pun, I love it. Uh,
1: I, but the best part about that was, like, the second before it was not that enthusiastic, before the show started, <laughs> it was like, yeah, you know, here we are at the podcast.
3: Uh, yeah. Well, you're saying that we're not inherently authentic. Is that what you're going well, for? Maybe
1: that is what I'm saying.
3: Well, he's, when he says, what up, boys, I feel like that is such an inane question. It doesn't really deserve an answer. <laughs> sure. So that's why I don't respond. <laughs> and you, you so, didn't answer John. the question, by the way. Illuminati, yes or no? No, you're not. No. New, okay. How about, I just saw it
1: down in Miami. Maybe things are going I on. Do, down there.
3: <laughs> how about how about fashion icon of the newsroom? You are. That's like being the, that's
1: like being the least guilty criminal.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Um, Jeff Darlington is here. We are very
2: excited. Uh, Jeff, what is new with you? What is going on in the off season? I'm sure you're a very busy man. You've come in, come to California yeah. for high-level meetings. High-level
1: meetings. What's going meetings. on right now? Yes. Uh, it, you know, we just had the owners' meetings in Orlando, which Greg Rosenthal was working the room like a magician. Right, Rosenthal As and Mark Sessler. Did
3: you get a lot out of that in Orlando? Sessler,
1: too. Cracked yeah. me up. So, you know, a lot, of t- a lot of the times when you're in the field – yeah, and and like you hear about guys like getting close to different people and then usually in the newsroom there's a little bit of like resentment toward that. Like, oh he's just biased because he's, you know, RG three's boy or he's tight with this guy. Well, so he comes in there and you know, I, I sense that from him sometimes. He comes from in there. Sessler? Yeah, a little bit, you know. Interesting. Not not really. Not not in a bad way. No, I like it. But he comes in there and You're I see him right. and he's like he met all the guys from the Browns oh, and yeah. he's like, Man, I am so sold on these guys. It's gonna be <laughs> great. All because they accepted him into his circle for like a 3-minute conversation. And now he's, you know. Do you
2: think they're manipulating him?
1: I think Ooh. That, I think that uh, he's just getting a dose of the field. He
3: Ooh, did. He did go speak with everyone during the NFL party. That's the what rec- I'm talking oh, about. okay, that's the what you're party. talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah. He came he up and he's so, so
1: excited about the future of the Browns. <laughs> I guarantee you a week before he was probably ripping them, just crushing the Browns well, for everything that they did So you're done saying
3: Sessler is flying high on borrowed wings right now. I
1: think, <laughs> I think that he is, yes. Well, <laughs> when,
3: I, when I assigned, I assigned Wesseling and Sessler to a team each during the Super Bowl, and by the end of the week, they were both sold on that's that team. They fell, no, See, I, that's what i See, that's what happens.
1: In we the are, newsroom, you guys get a little bit upset with the people in the field for being a little bit biased based uh. on... Relationships, and the second you guys get, you know, a little dose of the. Uh, I like this. You guys, the stuff. formula. Well, I, like it. It is. Oh, I like that's it. I like it. That's what it is. We're creating. I'm creating tension. Is what I'm doing. Mark, <laughs> Mark and I were full
4: on Manchurian candidates at the Super Bowl. See? <laughs> <laughs> See? See what I, I, saying? I won't even try to object to that accusation right? at all. It's what
1: happens. It's a yeah. scary thing, and it takes. It honestly takes a long time before you can really get over that. Well mm- Interesting.
3: Most guests come in here and, and they let us set the tone, but I like that Jeff is coming straight at us. So I'm going to come right back at you. I walked by uh, a room you were in today, and I heard some Some frightening sounds coming out of it.
0: (laughs) I, I don't
3: know what was going on, but it basically sounded like you were having the most uncomfortable... Love making possible. And that, if,
1: if that, if you define that in any way as love making, that says I a lot apologize about Greg. to your wife for for your performance. Well, we need to we need to explain
3: this. What, what was going on here, Jeff?
1: Well, this is called vocal awareness, Greg. Awareness. And it's Part of what brings me out here to the love, uh, Los Angeles area.
3: And uh, what is that? The,
1: the great Arthur Joseph, his uh, has a uh, a unique way of teaching. Uh, both on-air talent, really CEOs across America. This is—it's actually pretty impressive stuff. But it, uh, superficially, it sounds ridiculous. And <laughs> in fact, like the first few times I did it, and what Greg's referring to are these different—it's
2: uh, guttural noises, different vocal exercises. Could yeah. you sample a few? <laughs> wow, you're really putting him on
1: the spot. I—I I mean, I can't do it in the microphone. You could, I, but he'll critique me. He's oh, very—he's very—he's he a fan of the podcast. I'll, I'll just There's give him. you an example. Of, it's like a. Was <laughs> ha- <laughs> that what you heard?
3: That's great. I heard some more. Sounds like a ha- saw you six. Some this? Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I heard that. That's ha. what I. I, I heard that, more. Was, ha, that, was, that was not a good example. <laughs> <laughs> now it's getting weird. That was not a good example of it. But that
1: that is uh, essentially I'm resting my tongue and it's coming from my. It
3: throat was throat. so great. I had Dad walk by just to go listen to it. Yeah. Did Yeah. Is that I, like I when you
1: like your roommates and in with some yeah some female and you. You want to?
2: There's a scrunchie on the doorknob. <laughs> um, scrunchie. Scrunchie. just showed my used, age. Is that there. what you use? The scrunchie uh, on the doorknob? Always the scrunchie. It really? was a, a tie just for had a the real men. around. The men used ties. Me and my friends scrunchies. No,
1: it, uh, at Florida it was. It was. Uh, they'd write on the whiteboard outside. Need milk if you needed wow. milk. that'd Wow. Mm.
2: Interesting. That's good. I didn't live
1: in the dorms though. So. But anyway, that's what you heard. The Great Arthur Joseph. Uh, no, it was something it's else. It's actually. It's it's hilarious in to to people who are hearing it. Um, Ninety minutes too, too. Yeah, that was a good session.
4: Isn't <laughs> Joseph Arthur a musician?
1: He is. Arthur yeah. Joseph uh, is also a uh, a singer. Yeah, Joseph pretty, Arthur. He's he's, he's kind of like the interesting one. He's a, he's a very. interesting I'm wondering musician. why they haven't approached us. Uh, hit podcast maybe you guys just have it already
3: right i think my voice uh, is so i think that's uh, what they're trying to do here to soothing and mellifluous i believe that, that they are mell- they, they don't doesn't need anyone they
1: just walk through the newsroom and say that man needs some help and they walked right past your desk saying they all are set. helpless
2: <laughs> um all right jeff busy
3: man he's got a high-powered lunch to go that's to true. that is not a joke we're delaying his lunch with with the boss man your boss my boss all of our bosses really David but Eaton. but
1: to do so greg actually went up to my boss and said look i need darlington for 20 <laughs> minutes and there's nothing you can do to stop Did it you said that
3: i don't think greg, those were the do i don't think those were the words oh. but uh Got the job done. That's, so, the,
1: that's the big boss.
3: So before
2: you go to that lunch
3: where I hope probably, you're not paying. He probably paying, doesn't
1: listen to this anyway.
3: He started to. He is really? on top of it.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, yes. Let <laughs> us go through the news because Jeff Darlington is plugged in. He is one of the insiders, really, of the NFL media team. We're going to go through some news, and then Jeff's going to get out of here. We're going to do some, uh, go through some free agents that are still out there, veteran big names, talk a little bit more. But why don't we start there, the gold standard behind the glass. Where are you, buddy? I'm right here. Let's do some news. Let's do it. All right, the big news. Deshaun Jackson and the Redskins strike a 3-year, $24 million deal. Uh the contract includes 16 million guaranteed according to NFL Media insider Ian Rappaport. Jeff Darlington, I ask you, uh this wasn't a shocking move. This seemed this seemed to be coming to play. Uh was this a smart move by the Redskins in your mind?
1: We'll see. I I like, obviously I like it from, I'll tell you exactly, uh, I'll name drop it for a moment here uh, Please. with Robert Griffin III. who was discussing this situation, saying to him, look, it seems like a really good weapon. The question is, I don't know the guy personally. You know, what do you think about that aspect? And Robert met Deshaun and got great vibes from him. And, you know, it's off to a great start. And, and from a weapon standpoint, that's great. From a chemistry standpoint, it seems to exist. The question, of course, uh, will be whether or not they can coexist when things aren't all that good. Jackson
2: had his introductory introductory conference call uh, on Wednesday, and he said that RG3 reaching out to him immediately after he became a free agent and then staying in contact was a big reason why he went there. I mean, he said that in the conference call, but that sounds to me like this guy, RG3, played a big role in he this. He did.
1: And uh, I think it's important, too, to maybe distinguish the fact that I think when at this point, after what we went through with, with Griffin last year and the whole Mike Shanahan situation and Kyle Shanahan, that anytime you suggest that Griffin had a role in an acquisition, it immediately comes with, ooh, ooh what, you know, <laughs> who's true. running the show there? but i do get the sense from people i've spoken to within the organization and 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 griffin himself that it's not a uh it's 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 not a bad situation it's not a situation where he's overstepping his bounds but did instead make it known that he would love to see deshaun jackson on the team uh and, and i think that that courtship certainly helped give jackson the conviction to to make the move but that of course money. it still comes down to money i know i was going to yeah let's get down to it of course the quarterback is important but you know, the coin is. Too. Wes,
2: you tell us about this. What offense are you doing now. over there, man? You're just he's, he's soaking <laughs> he's, it in. But now chilling. the mad scientist is about to chime in. Tell us about the 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 upside. Is the ceiling off for this offense with all these all these guys they have in place now?
4: Before free agency, I made two bold statements. Robert Griffin the third will win comeback player of the year award.
1: Oh yeah, I like that. That's the other one,
4: one the, the Eagles have a stranglehold on the NFC East. One of those statements is no longer true. The Eagles don't have a stranglehold anymore. They lost their best part of their aerial attack, and the Redskins got him. So now the Redskins have two of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL, yeah. an elite move tight end in Jordan Reed, a good slot receiver in Andre Roberts, fastest quarterback in the NFL.
2: Alfred Morris, a guy that's Alfred in the first two years. Is Pro Bowl left a tackle, Big and a
4: good
3: tackle. Trent Williams. Could
4: use, yeah. a, could
1: use a nice right tackle. but They could use the could right whole there. rest of the offensive
3: line maybe.
4: They need a few pieces on defense, at least them. a few pieces, but this this team looks pretty frisky, Here, don't they? They sure do.
2: Here's my question, though, is that I understand the Eagles – the brain trust got together, they had to have thought, okay, if we release this, what's the worst case scenario he signs with a division rival? So this could not have come to like as a shock to them that this type of scenario could have played out, but still
1: But that doesn't make it good necessarily like the right answer. Right, but to me it makes
2: the move that was already a little shaky to start with. Now it really seems bad, but they would have had to have been prepared for this as a possibility, mm-hmm. I guess.
1: Right. I I don't really understand it. I, I get that Deshaun Jackson is uh, can be a headache. But I also subscribe to the theory that there are so few, it, it kind of goes along with that Billichek theory of there are so few big men, when he talks about nose tackles, walking the earth, the whole planet theory that Billichek has. It, there are so few men of that that have that type of gift, that type of speed, that type of, of presence on a field, that sometimes you have to manage those guys. And I'm not going to get into the whole NJ.com about the gang ties thing. Right. Maybe the Eagles do have more information on that. Uh, than than we know, but if this is strictly from a locker room standpoint, I think you've got to manage a guy like that. Especially, look, Chip Kelly, uh, th- these athletic guys. I mean, you got to, you just, you have to somehow make sure that you get them in the locker room, and you you just figure out how to make them fit your system rather than going out and just trying to find guys that already do. And he probably
3: couldn't have done it a year ago because Chip Kelly wouldn't have. No the history and the ammo to say, basically, look at my offense. It just turned Riley Cooper into a good starting wide receiver. It just turned Nick Foles into a pro bowler or whatever you want to call it. My offense is more important than Deshaun Jackson. I think the truth is somewhere in between. I mean, obviously his offense is great, but Deshaun Jackson was a very...
1: Top three receiver, right? Statistically speaking, I mean...
3: I wouldn't put him that high in general in the NFL
4: but he's no. a huge I mean
1: he's not Calvin Johnson or Des Bryant but he is a
3: He's a huge weapon he was before
4: and after Chip yeah. Kelly. And having him on the field enabled Riley Cooper right. to face
1: single coverage all the time. Look, the, but the the most important part about this when as it pertains to the Redskins is going to be the chemistry of this team. On paper they look great right now. Statistically when you talk about Pierre Garçon, I mean if you had said 2 years ago that in 2014 they're going to have Pierre Garçon Robert Griffin III, Alfred Morris, and Deshaun Jackson on the same field at the same time. There's no way you could convince anybody that that was going to be the case, right? So, and I
3: like Roberts too, and Reed uh, as. By the as... way, uh,
1: Robert Griffin III really l- lobbied for Roberts too. Really liked the idea of Andre Roberts. So right now the chemistry exists, but it's it's about more than just on paper. This this has to has to mesh. It has to it has to come together.
3: Sanjay Gruden, I mean. We've seen this before in Washington. Things look good in March and April, and if it, if they don't go well this year, Oof. it's gonna be a lot of criticism raining down on RG three and Gruden. And Gruden in Cincinnati, let's face it, was not a guy you thought, well, there's a creative.
1: But I, coach. but I think that Gruden is the type of guy that, in some weird way, will be able to manage this roster a little bit. Almost from the standpoint that he's got a little bit of a laid back demeanor. Mm. He's got he's got this swagger, the Gruden family swagger. But he also doesn't have that uh, that very, I don't know, he, does, he doesn't seem to abrasive, doesn't just have to put his claws into something. I, I get the sense that he's got a little bit more of the Pete Carroll vibe, which is going to be really important when you consider all of those personalities in one locker room.
2: It will be interesting to see how it turns out. It would be great if they had the number two pick overall also. That would have just turned, this team would have <laughs> been off helps. the rails.
4: If they had the number two pick, they couldn't have signed Deshaun,
3: Deshaun Jackson. Nor so. would they have had Robert Griffin III.
2: We're going down like a butterfly effect. Where we're just tumbling yeah, through the those. ether together. Well,
3: you know what's it's crazy is that we did an instant debate today on the website, and the question was, who's going to have a better year, Nick Foles or RG3? And that would have just been in a, an insane question to ask a year ago. First oh. of all, most people <laughs> answered Foles. Really? Can you just imagine? RG3 <laughs> was coming off rookie of the year over Andrew Luck, over Russell Wilson. Now he's got all these guys. I picked RG three because I want that to be right because I want I a league where this team right, is yeah. fun. I, I think, think that I think Robert so Griffin
1: the third is going to have a bounce back year. I completely I agree. agree with your assessment. I agree. I mean, you, you and I. Don't, I'm not saying that I believe that Griffin will last 15 years in the league and be a perennial Pro Bowl. I don't know. I'm not. I, it's just there's too much to be told. But I do believe that the person we saw his rookie year is far more the player than we saw last year. That that's the that's the guy that I think will be. Uh, the player that we see in Well, that's just
3: because you're buddies with him, though. I'm
1: not buddies right. with him. See? <laughs> well, and the we person we so, saw... Just like Sessler and Tatner are like... Oh, <laughs> that's right. what the I was getting at. Yeah. I like this.
4: The person we saw his rookie year, there's only a handful of people in the NFL that can do that. Right.
1: Right. And, so, who, who? and Nick Foles is not one of them. No, but hmm. Nick Foles looked pretty good, too. It's just two different... I mean, Guys, it's two different players, too.
2: I want to move on to another big Pennsylvania wide receiver signing, okay? Oh, my gosh. The Pittsburgh Steelers announced Wednesday that <laughs> they have signed 50-year wide out... Darius Hayward Bay to a one-year deal. DHB. DHB, obviously, won and done That's it with it. the Colts They're last back. year. Dy- now, the
1: dynasty is right back <laughs> on track.
2: It didn't work out in Indy as uh, the Stonehands uh, came back to haunt him once again. Now he gets another elite quarterback. But I don't even know, where does he even factor in? Is he guaranteed a roster spot? What kind of player is DHB? What kind of future does he have?
4: He was benched late in the year for LeVon Brazil and Derrick Rogers and sent to special teams in India. I don't think he's guaranteed anything in Pittsburgh.
1: And look, Andrew Luck, man, if he—he's the kind of guy who made those players better. I, I wholeheartedly believe that he made the guys around him better, which is that is what you look for in these quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger is capable of doing it, though, in a similar vein because they both get out, they—they they make things happen uh, when the play is seemingly dead. But if 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 DHB couldn't do it with the Colts, I don't know why it's going to be different with the he, Steelers. He's got to
3: make them a lot better because after. <laughs> Antonio Brown is one of the best receivers in the league. It's Lance Moore and Hayward Bay as the next two guys right Marcus now. Wheaton, Marcus Wheaton, don't sleep Wheaton, on him. Well, let's see him do something. But, yeah. It's a I rough mean, they're
2: they're going to take a wide receiver high in this draft, you have to assume, right?
3: The
4: beat think. writers have been saying Mike Evans and Kelvin Benjamin are two prime candidates. They're, they're looking at, how do you pronounce his name, Darquez Denard? Yeah. And uh, the guy from Oklahoma State, cornerback. And those four guys are the guys they're looking at, mm. according to the beat writers. They've got a lot of work to do.
2: Uh, yeah, nine drops last year for DHP before. In like got twenty-seven
4: out. catches.
1: That's terrible. <laughs> That's a three to one.
2: Let's keep Quick rolling math. with um underperforming uh <laughs> wide receivers. Uh, it's that time of year, huh? Yes, Kenny Pretty Britt. Much. Kenny Britt has found a new home. Uh Ian Rappaport reported Monday that the wide receivers agreed to a one year, one point four million dollar deal with the St. Louis Rams. Uh Britt obviously Got off to a nice start in his career in Tennessee, despite you know, some personal off-the-field struggles. But now knee issues have, have taken to the forefront, and it's really hard to say what he is. That said, that's potentially a steal if he gets his stuff together and he proves himself healthy, right?
3: Potentially. Wesleyan I mean, called him the worst player in the NFL last year. When, uh, at the end of September, after three weeks, <laughs> mm-hmm. he was the worst player
4: I saw on tape in the NFL, and he got worse. He dropped passes, committed <laughs> how much?
1: How much was that the, a product of of all, everything that was going on there, though? I mean, do you do you think that, that that's the guy? I
4: think that played a lot into it. But even the year before, coming off of surgeries to both knees, yeah. many surgeries, he couldn't
1: separate from coverage. I agree. I mean, I, look, I'm just throwing that out there. I tend to agree. I don't I don't see this one as being. I mean, I think he still sees himself as like a number one receiver, right? He
2: speaks about himself in the third person on Twitter, so he, he definitely thinks thinks that's thinks a sign you think very highly of yourself.
1: Oh, oh wait, on Twitter. On Twitter. He speaks, Hmm. does he like do the at? Does he do like (laughs) the, does (laughs) Does he do the username?
2: That would be kind of meta. I would like that. (laughs) That I respect that. That's
4: next level. That is next level. (laughs) He's still only 25 years old. There's he, nothing saying he can't bounce back, but I would I would guess that Hakeem Nix has a much
1: better chance of bouncing back than Kenneth. It remind me like Steve Smith back in the I don't know. They don't have, know. have
3: a
4: lot they of
1: not, not Steve Smith. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah,
3: they have a lot of guys who are okay. They have give, Chris Givens and D- Tavon Austin who should be pretty good, and then they're quick three or four guys that Stedman, are Deadman Bailey. Nah. See what
1: happens with that team too. I, I, That's another team to you love because you're
3: buddies with everyone there.
1: Man, I'm friends with all the people around the league, Greg. So no, you got to do. do, you got to hustle. Not friends. Let's come on, Sesler.
2: Uh <laughs> I can't wait till Mark hears <laughs> this show. He's like, "Oh my God, I was assassinated on my He's own right, podcast."
1: I, I, he was like a kid in a candy shop. Oh my God, you wouldn't believe the conversation I <laughs> just had with the Browns organization. They talked to me. Jimmy Haslam's the greatest owner. Mark this. is Greg,
4: uh, very earnest. Jump
2: in, Mark, uh, Greg. That Mark is the intrepid reporter. Of ATL on the on the on that the
3: floor. That is true. When when well, we're out I, there, I'd and, be
1: careful of the bias thing.
3: and not the in the party situation or whatever. If it's the not the team that he roots for, he's the one that's angling in there that's and just asking point. the questions. He, he, Boom. No, he's
1: got that pit bull quality. Right. But the second that these guys gave him the time of day, it uh, was over. He was he yeah. was mush.
3: Well, he's a fan. Yeah, he admits it.
1: Yeah. All right, moving on. I loved it, by the way, in in, in all. I wish I was there. there. Nice. I, I
2: wasn't even invited. No,
1: he was, he was really actually fun to be around at the owner's meetings. He was, every time I saw him, <laughs> I, like, he really, I, I swear, he was really fun to be around at the owner's meetings. That's was, why
2: we call him the Sizzler. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we have some more news. John Idzik, the glacier. Iceberg, one ahead! That's what we call him, the glacier, because everything moves very slowly with John Idzik. <laughs> Uh made some big moves. He's back. He's hunting in the bargain the bargain alley and he signed Jacoby Ford, wide receiver, <laughs> cornerback Dimitri Patterson, uh both joining the teams, filling voids on the roster that they don't have to worry about anymore, right guys?
4: We've reached the damaged wide receiver portion of the show. <laughs> well,
1: that's what's incredible about Deshaun Jackson being among this group. I mean it's it is pretty wild. I don't mean to just hijack your conversation about who we're talking about again. Jacoby, Jacoby Ford. Jacoby Ford.
3: This wouldn't have made the show if it wasn't the Jets. Dan's a Jets fan. Uh, yeah.
1: But but when you consider that Deshaun Jackson, and even go back to, like, to, to Marcus Ware, to Jared Allen. Right. Think about some of the players that ended up available unexpectedly after the fact, after free agency had begun. I mean— right. It's wild. And and to, to have a guy like Deshaun Jackson in the same conversation as Kenny Britt. Right. He DHB, was the highest paid and,
3: wide receiver of any of them. He didn't get as much money as he did in Philadelphia, but he got more than Eric Deckard did. Right.
4: One, million, one million more guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, Deservedly so. I like
3: Ford, by the way. Of all so these three I. random gambles that we've just mentioned. Well, uh, he gets
1: special teams, too. I mean, he's still got the, the, the goods to be a return man. He right?
3: had a Liz Frank injury and then
4: last year started the season with a knee injury. But he's one of the fastest players in the league when he's South, healthy. South
1: Florida, too, by the way. South Floridian. There and you go.
3: Another, awesome. another group of people you're biased towards.
4: South Floridians. <laughs> See, that's the best part is you can
1: find bias for everybody. The problem is I'm like an eternal optimist. You know, right. Like I'm like, oh, Jeff Ireland will be great. What? <laughs> John Beck Hall of Famer. Rex Grossman, oh. that's my guy. John, I miss John Beck
4: so much. So does Mike Shanahan. Um, right.
3: I remember Shanahan's most crowning moment oh, of the yes. Redskins era was was like when Kyle he too, said, he was one "I stake my reputation on, on John, John Beck, Beck or Rex Grossman." Yeah. On these two guys, he that's my have been reputation. Fired the next yeah.
4: year after saying that.
1: Well, <laughs> that was
2: during the lockout. He said that, right?
1: Yeah. Hey, look, yeah. guys, John Beck's got some real potential in this. Game. <laughs> Is this league the CFL? And, and Rex, <laughs> and Rex, don't even get me started.
2: And and He's since a... you and since you are close to the Miami Dolphins. Jeff, I'm curious what you think about Dimitri Patterson. I'm not just as a Jet fan. I'm asking you a question.
1: Uh, I, not you know he was pretty effective. The injuries were the problem, though. Yeah, I think he'd still be with the Dolphins if he if he wasn't so prone to because I mean, look, that guy had what three? Am I thinking the right? He had like three picks in the first. He had like,
2: four interceptions with a bad groin, and then yeah. he only played six games.
1: Right. Yeah. But so that that was clearly the problem. But I mean, he was a real surprise for the Dolphins early in the season when you considered that you had Patterson and Grimes. Uh, really making some plays. So, look, if they We're can keep him healthy. Here. I'm shocked. Yeah, do you? does anybody care yeah, about this? I'm we shocked care. that they gave, like, him 44
4: a sen- they gave him essentially the same contract the Cardinals gave Antonio Cromartie. Yeah, and that's... I would much rather have Cromarty than Dimitri Patterson.
1: Look, if Demetri Patterson can stay healthy the way Brent Grimes did this year after coming off of an Achilles situation with the, the Falcons, hey, maybe you're going to get something decent.
2: All right, Jeff Darlington. What you a, have to go. He has
3: to go. What a treat! I know. If we hold you here any longer, what we're going to get in trouble. How
1: much will you edit the out the boss? How much are we going to edit out? Let's Zero
3: think. seconds. There is no editing go- that goes will, on. Will no. we, edit out the, we did all the magic. just Will now. we
1: edit out the lovemaking conversation? No, that's, that's
2: staying that You
1: leave that in, and
2: then you wait to see if there's an angry email that follows.
1: That's how we do it. Who would the angry email come from? Your wife's not listening. Shadowy league show. figures.
3: No, she definitely could care less about the show. I <laughs> tried to put it on once for like a minute, and she was. Do you think David
1: it Eaton's it. listened this far into the show? Sure, yeah, I think he. If he has, he's locked in. David, if you've, this is the big boss here. If you're still listening, <laughs> please let us know. Send us an email. Oh, I think we'll hear from him. He, he, you think so? Like yes.
3: a lot of listeners, at first they're not sure what to mix, but once he was in, he, every single oh, time, in? oh, yeah, he, he calls me about it, has suggestions. It's okay. great. Right. And
2: with that, you will go to lunch with David Eaton now. I will. Jeff Darlington, thank you. Please come back thank and visit you, us. Gentlemen. we got to get you and uh, Sessler in the same room to just for hash me. some things out, also. So <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to I, it.
1: We really do. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sessler. Right. He really does make me laugh. Jeff Darlington. See you guys. Illuminati member. Yeah, Illuminati. Got my tattoo, right? right back. Okay.
2: Out goes Jeff Darlington, but we move on. Uh, our next topic of discussion, Greg Rosenthal,
0: mm-hmm.
2: known um, popularly as The Boss around here, uh, wrote a post. Classic Greg Rosenthal headline, by the way. We write our own headlines many times. <laughs> Big name NFL veterans still looking for a job. <laughs> that is the headline of this post. Now, and it was a good piece. I don't
3: know if that was my original. Oh, uh, that's
2: one. got your name written all over it. And not just because your name's underneath the headline. What are you trying to say? Uh, I usually kind of bring it with like a bread and butter headline. Nothing wrong with that. Like any job?
4: Do. Sanitation engineer? <laughs>
2: um so anyway so big name i like to
3: explain what's in the column underneath you know you don't have to get too fancy don't get
2: too cute i got you big name nfl <laughs> veterans still looking for a job there's a
3: whole host i'm gonna of- change that headline by the time people <laughs> listen to it. i'm not even don't joking, get fancy
4: yeah. as one person said on twitter to dan and i you're aware that most of your audience <laughs> wipes their nose on the couch <laughs> Why are you talking about veris militude? <laughs> See, I don't
2: think that. I think we have we have very sophisticated listenership. Um, all right, so let's go down this list because Greg put together a nice list here. Um, and right in the beginning, in what we call in the industry the lead of your piece, you talk about Champ Bailey and Ed Reed. So Champ Bailey obviously uh, spent many years with the Denver Broncos after starting his career in Washington. Um, obviously showed some tread and wear on his tires last year with the foot injury, then came back and wasn't the same guy. We saw him get uh, toasted during the Super Bowl, and now he's a free agent. Bailey visited with the Saints on Tuesday. We don't know if that is going to lead to something yet, but um, I guess do we assume that he will be in the league next year? See a guy that has enough left?
4: I do. I, I don't think we know what he has left because last year was ravaged by a Basically a chronic foot injury that he couldn't get rid of until the playoffs. And by then he wasn't in really game shape. So I don't think we know what he has.
3: New Orleans would be a perfect spot for him in a defense, in a defensive coordinator that can creatively use him and his intelligence. And he'll play a little cornerback, a little safety. I think he still has a chance to matter. I definitely think he'll get a job.
4: I like that Saints fit, as you mentioned. And they don't have, behind Keenan Lewis, they don't have any proven cornerbacks.
2: And you could, I think, he's one of those guys where you will not see him sign with the Oakland Raiders or a team like that. You know, being up close with him during Super Bowl week, um, this was a guy that wants the ring; he wants it badly. The Saints, to me, make a lot of sense as a team where he could land, and they don't—they're not—they don't have a lot of depth in their secondary. I
3: what? could see him as a rare guy like Rod Woodson or Charles Woodson, or even Daryl Green, who does have a useful mid-30s. There aren't many in the secondary, but just where they're out there, they're kind of a coach on the field, and they're helping out.
2: All right, what about Ed Reed? Obviously won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, went to the Texans, had the bad hip, it didn't work out there, went to the Jets, had a few interceptions, but clearly wasn't Ed Reed anymore. He is also on the street, and we have heard nothing about Ed Reed. This is one guy where I'd be comfortable saying, I think it's over for Ed Reed. I don't know if he's going to get another job.
3: I think that's fair. Wouldn't stun me if you got a job, but I think you're right. I think both him and Champ Bailey are first ballot Hall of Famers. I don't think there's any, there shouldn't be much of a question, and I think Reed will get in first because I, I agree. I don't think he'll play this year. Well,
4: we've all Start heard that the, clock. We've all heard the Bill Belichick clip calling him the best safety he's ever seen.
3: That's first five ballot. Five years of ago,
2: he said that now, right?
3: Right. He's, he's not that guy. I mean, even the Patriots don't seem to no, want him. No, but I mean, that's first ballot Hall of Fame. Right. Sure. When when Bill
4: Belichick tells you you're the best safety he's ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I think
2: we all agree he's definitely that. I thought, Greg, you made a good point in your post. Uh, again, if you want yes. to see it on the website, the headline <laughs> Big Name NFL Veterans Still it. Looking for A Job. Uh, Ed Reed <laughs> went from out of football right now. It's uh, really
3: the A job that's the. Problem. They're all looking for the same job. <laughs> I agree. It's a bad headline. Ed, right, Reed. My-
2: Ed Reed went from a press conference last off season where he was seated at a dais with Bob McNair, the Texans owner, next to him. That means you're a big shot signing. To now being on the street and not getting a whiff of interest, that just shows you. That's
4: how this league is. This is the first time I've heard his name since the free agency began.
3: Right. I tried to look for any scrap of anything uh, with Reed. It wasn't there. And it does show you this is such a year-to-year league. I think he got a helicopter at some point in that whole thing There was a
2: helicopter involved. involved right. Yeah. <laughs> and he I don't ha- know if he took it or it was an owner that took it to go see him. It was something. It was just a helicopter involved. It should be involved. a
4: fireball offense.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, also, another uh, Asante Samuels, a guy that made – uh, close to five million last year. Also, you haven't heard a lot about him either.
3: I would think he, if he wants to play in the NFL, should be able to find a job. He was a starter last year, maybe not a great one, but I would think bring him back to New England for one year, one million. Let's do it. They don't have any who room for him now. Who wouldn't like another Asante Samuel uh, run? I think era. his
4: problem is I don't remember a week that's gone by in the last two years where he's not been on the injured list.
3: Mm.
2: That's a problem. All right, let's go through some other names. We'll start at the quarterback position, uh, and we will start with Josh Freeman, one-time future star of the Bucs, now out of work. This one is kind of weird to me because I would have thought, I would have guessed, I would put almost anything, like 17 different high-octane sandwiches on the possibility of Freeman quickly catching on with some team as a backup and Brandon Whedon hanging out there. But instead, Whedon immediately signs – with the Dallas Cowboys, and it's Josh Freeman that can't find a job, and now maybe he has to wait until after the draft, and his future is very much in doubt right now. Josh Freeman, where is he going to be?
4: He might not be anywhere. I that's think, crazy. That's crazy, too. I think when people look for backup quarterbacks, this is one of the reasons why Tim Tebow is not in the NFL. He stinks. They want reliability, <laughs> then they don't want a circus. And Josh Freeman now is stained. But that's it, so unfair a to the guy, guess. though. He's not well, stained. stained. He has a reputation now as a guy who's not committed, doesn't have the work ethic, and football is not his first sure. priority. A malingerer. Malingerer implies a guy like Jared Gaither, where he had a reputation of faking an injury to, to not right. play football.
3: We don't think that. It is no, crazy. not think that about Josh Freeman. I mean, Freeman. Dan mentioned Brandon Whedon signed, which is very surprising, before Josh Freeman. How about Curtis Painter? <laughs> Curtis Painter's in the NFL. Luke McCown, Charlie Whitehurst not only signed, he got a great job. Great for Jesus. Great money. <laughs> Derek no Anderson than. is a starting quarterback for OTAs at least in Carolina. I mean, give Freeman a shot.
2: Quick aside by the way. <laughs> uh, we will.
4: We're going to. Go. This is crazy. <laughs> Someone's going to thank sign. Rick
3: Shiano for not having a job. This is crazy. He, uh, he's another example of why you should never use Pro Bowls as an evaluation for things like the Hall of Fame. Josh Freeman, Pro Bowl quarterback. Mm, it's true. As a replacement. By
2: but. the way, better, is there a better marginal player past or present with a better nickname um, than Clipboard Jesus?
3: Mm.
4: That's a great nickname.
3: The beer man was pretty marginal as a player. Do you remember the beer man? Was Michael McCau- Lewis? Michael Lewis, yeah. the oh. Saints guy, because he had once driven a beer truck. Yeah, it's pretty good. Maybe
2: this should be maybe this should be called the "He Hate Me" All Stars.
3: I, I smell a post, Dan, yeah. and I think you're the man <laughs> to write
2: it. The news cycle's slowing down. I already announced to Greg that I'll be doing a uh, <laughs> Eric Decker and Jesse Jane. Um, reality show on E! Post coming up in the next couple of weeks.
4: Jessie Jane, the adult film star?
2: I don't know what her name is. She's married to Decker. Oh, okay. they that's have a, a different woman. They have a, <laughs> they have a stupid E! show together. Maybe it's not stupid. Maybe it's brilliant. I haven't watched it yet. Called, like, Great Catch, the Eric Decker story. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about anymore. Oh, but, yeah, uh, He Hate Me might be the best nickname for a bad player, but
3: Clipboard Jesus. It'd be funny though if you threw out that idea and then we also were like, well, who should write it? Well, maybe let's give it to Wesley. <laughs> 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 he Hately was self-monikered, wasn't he?
2: Uh, yes, yes. I maybe think that should be count. illegal.
3: That's like
4: Kobe calling himself Mamba.
2: We should do we should do some type of like Freaky Friday thing where I write a post on the 15 best interior linemen in the NFL <laughs> and Wes does something <laughs> on Eric Decker and Jesse Jane. Um, <laughs> Freaky all right. Friday. More quarterbacks. Kevin Cobb. And Colt McCoy, Greg, you wrote in your piece, you wouldn't be surprised if both of their careers are over. Wes, do you agree that uh, those guys are out of the league?
4: i will be shocked if I ever see Kevin Cobb again because of his concussion history. Mm. Colt McCoy, I would put it 50-50. I think Greg and I have talked about this before. We could both see him coaching at Texas next year. Interesting. Some entry-level job, something like that.
2: And here are two guys we figure will have jobs, but it just hasn't happened yet. Rex Grossman and Matt Flynn.
4: What, like, what's more likely?
2: Oh, oh, oh. Just
0: throwing Impromptu. it in
2: there. <laughs> Impromptu. Uh-oh, hey! look at this.
0: Live from Culver City, California, it's America's favorite game show. Gold center
2: was ready with this one.
0: What's more likely?
2: You know,
3: some, now you can go
2: West. sometimes hold that thought one second. West. Sometimes when something happens during a podcast and a, a perfect time for a drop and Gold Center is working on another thing and he doesn't have it ready. But for this Gold Center is like, oh, I got my voice my in moment. it. It's going right <laughs> up. I like it. West
4: spotlight. <laughs> What's more likely? Matt no, wait, wait, no, wait. What's more likely? <laughs> Matt Flynn resigns with the Packers before anyone on this list signs with anyone else.
2: It would make sense, right? What? Why would the Packers play with fire again after mm. the nightmare of last season with Rodgers where they couldn't have anyone that could do anything until they got Flynn back in the building? Frankly, I'm surprised he hasn't been signed yet, which makes me think that they're overthinking the situation
4: once again.
3: Well, they said they want to bring him back. Maybe they're just waiting for the draft for some reason. So I'm going to say I'm taking the field. Partly, Greg always
4: takes the field. right? Partly... <laughs>
3: It just there's a lot of names in the field we haven't gotten to well, How'd that we'll talk work out about, for you on Arthur Jones? Not too well. But Sidney Rice, <laughs> Antonio Holmes, Kevin Williams. Oh, there, we have a bunch of names. And then, secondly, you know, I'm just kind of bored with life, and I need just a little more action to <laughs> oh, keep, well, it, you know? keep it spicy. All right,
4: you
1: know?
2: that's a real uh, reveal right there.
3: <laughs> Anything all, else you want to talk we about? We all do what we got to do to get by, you know.
2: I got you. I got yeah. I, if I were a GM, I would sign Matt Flynn. Know that the Packers will get in a bad way at some point and get a six-round pick out of it, but that's why I'll never be hired. As <laughs> Nobody,
4: a GM. Nobody's going to give up a draft pick for Matt Flynn.
2: But we—that's why you're not a GM. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and Rex Grossman—he will get a job. You think? Yeah, he, I
3: I think he's going to the Browns. He's going to the C- Cleveland Browns. I think.
4: Yeah.
2: Get excited, Sizzler. Um, all right. I got a what's more likely. How about that?
3: All right.
0: What's more likely?
2: Sydney Rice, Santonio Holmes, and Miles Austin. Of those players, who's more likely? So that's what's more likely is the game, so this is messing it up a little bit. But who's more likely to have anything close to what you might call an impact season?
4: We, we all three might pick different guys on this. We've had this debate down in the newsroom at least two or three times. In, I'm sticking, in different forms, but yeah. I'm sticking with Miles Austin. Only one year removed from 66 catches. 960 yards, five TDs. It reminds me a little bit. This is showing my age. When I first started playing fantasy football in the mid to late 90s, two wide receivers, Isaac Bruce and Curtis Conway, (laughs) were written off because they had back-to-back years with hamstring injuries where it ruined their seasons. They came back strong. They weren't weren't sentenced
3: to the rest of their career with hamstring injuries.
2: Wes – Wes supports argument with 20-year-old fantasy advice. I like that. That's pretty
3: good. Curtis Conway, often in our newsroom, uh, works for the network now. You could bring up this story to him. To him? Next time I see him in the hallway? Why not? Just be like, remember when everyone gave up on you in your fantasy leagues? He'd be be like, what are you talking about, man?
4: Next time I see some fit man walking through the newsroom, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure who Curtis Conway is. I tend to agree with Wes on this. I don't think... I can't trust
2: Antonio Holmes ever being motivated enough, and we don't know if he's healthy enough to be a big-time guy. Sydney Rice, you know, whenever somebody goes to Switzerland to have stuff put into their body, I never think it's a good sign. So That I...
4: was before he tore his ACL. <laughs> You're right, and that's
2: a good point. And that was before he uh, blew out his knee. So, yeah, I think Austin makes the most sense if he lands in a place where uh, he has a nice role.
3: I'm taking Sidney Rice, and I hope that Seattle re-signs him because I think that would be a good spot for him to make a nice impact. He's it's, got at least six or seven more seasons of 550 yards and four TDs. <laughs> <TVs. laughs> he is the youngest. <laughs> he is the youngest one of this group. So I like that. And it's crazy that none of them other than, I guess Holmes in Austin like Ed Reed, but they're not 35 years old have had no interest. Rice has had some, Stories written about him that Seahawks, Patriots showed a little interest. There were some teams that sniffed around. I, we haven't heard anything about Miles Austin or Holmes. Hmm. Well, you know what? Listen some... to those receivers that just we talked about: Jacoby Ford and Hayward Bay and Britt. Yeah, they all got jobs. It, spe-
2: it speaks to what you were saying about Josh Freeman, Wes, which is I think these guys get a little stink on them, and then people t- kind of write them off prematurely.
4: It's Th- a fair point, and sometimes NFL teams are all wrong, all thirty-two of them. Look at Laurent Robinson two years ago. Nobody wanted him. He's sitting there in September for the Cowboys to take 10 touchdowns, 900 yards. He gets, what, $20 million the next year?
3: Uh, there are all kinds of guys like that. Wait, did you say your own point was a fair point?
2: <laughs> Which is awesome if you did.
3: <laughs> I don't know, did I? Think, well, Dan did. basically pointed out your point, and then you're like, that's a fair point. That was point. very Kenny <laughs> Britt of you. <laughs> I didn't even know I was throwing that. Uh,
4: Look at a guy like Martellus Bennett. Was available for the Giants. Got paid peanuts. Nobody wanted him coming out of the Cowboys. He has one decent year for the Giants. Now everybody wants him. He was the same player. Sometimes teams get every every team in the league get a player wrong.
2: True. Moving on. Speaking of interior linemen, uh, Davin Joseph, who's a two-time Pro Bowler cut by the Bucks. only 30 years old, still on the street. Um, another guy, Travell Wharton, are uh, two guys, interior guys that are not employed right now, but have shown to be useful in the past, even high-end players, and now they don't have a job. What about these guys?
4: Travell Wharton reportedly now leaning toward retirement, joining Jordan Gross, which means the Panthers' offensive line is in a world of hurt.
3: Then there was another Panthers offensive lineman that retired, too, right? Like a lower-level one? Jeff Hangartner?
2: Right. 75% of the organization retired.
3: <laughs> of the entire organization? Yes. <laughs> Including
2: front office officials, groundskeepers, the guys that, uh, you know, ripped the tickets up and scanned the tickets in. Among
4: the 25% not retired, Mike Shula, still running that offense. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and among that group, Cam Newton, who will be going to a new team in a couple of years.
3: Ouch, uh, wow, just... Sending daggers to the Panthers. Wow, right. Ely is David Ely from our newsroom
4: is a uh, resident Charlotte fan. Really has taken issue with you just dumping all over Charlotte. I would have the no week.
2: problem with the Panthers or the people of Charlotte. It's the team's ways. And just mark my words: after they go six and ten or seven and nine this year, you will start hearing whispers about Cam Newton and him being unhappy and potentially wanting a trade. You're going to have. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport sitting in front of a bookcase saying, Cam Newton is unhappy in Carolina and is looking for a trade. Like something <laughs> that like that's going to happen.
3: Suspiciously, like a very accurate Sessler.
2: Ooh, that, mm. that is
3: a Sessler. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that sounds like an accurate Ian Rappaport. Well, what happened to the end of the
2: Sessler? <laughs> bring it back. That was
4: very quick. Bring it back. You've got to bring it back. Ses- it does sound like an accurate Ian. I can see him in front of the bookshelves.
2: Definitely. Uh, here's another one. Jermichael Finley, this thing seemed like it was going to be a done deal. He went to Seattle, I think on like the first day of free agency, and it was just a matter of the physical checking out, but I guess he's not cleared yet from that spinal uh, fusion surgery, and that you know put a uh, pin in the plans, so he's still out there. I He probably is still going to end up with the Seahawks if he gets cleared, but as of right now, it's not done.
4: He's you know still who was 100% correct about Jermichael Finley? Daniel Hansis, was I? You said before free agency. How do you, how do you guys have him ranked that high? He's got a neck injury, a C three C four. He might never
3: play again. I'm smart.
4: Not well, like all people
3: say. It doesn't mean we had him ranked well, poorly. Well, I think he is one of those injured guys high. that has to wait till he's healthy to sign. But as long as he's healthy. By training camp, who really cares? There's Can- other guys out there like the Anthony Spencers. One. Of this them.
2: isn't a strained uh, groin, though, Greg. This was, you know, it's a red Spinal flag. That his
4: camp was telling pro football talk a month and a half ago he's going to be cleared in two weeks,
3: and now he's Seahawks won't sign him because they can't clear him. So- They'll probably sign him in a couple months. Although, if they were sniffing around at other options, that would be a bigger concern.
2: True. All right. Uh, let's go quick through the last few of them. Anthony Spencer, twice, uh, two-time franchise player for Dallas, on the street after microfracture knee surgery. He gets a job once he proves he's healthy, right?
3: Yeah, you would think so. Like Finley, he's got to pass the physical, and maybe he'll sign in right before camp.
4: Microfracture is no joke.
2: Right. Uh, two tight ends here of note: Owen Daniels, longtime Texans uh, pass-catching tight end; Dustin Keller, former Dolphin and Jet. Suffered that awful knee injury last preseason. Both out there. Uh, I think Keller, as long as he proves that he's back to his old self, but I don't know if that's going to happen. If I don't it was so think bad. he's
4: ever going to be back to his old self. The Ra- Ravens, terrible.
3: John Harbaugh said they were interested in and you know, in Daniels at the owner's meeting. And then when we were getting up from the end of the session at the owner's meeting, actually heard him pull a reporter who knows Owen Daniels well, to the side and was like, so does Owen have anything left? Which is – it's funny to just think that the head coach – they'll get information wherever it's from that they'll pour the reporter aside and be like, what do you think about this Daniels (laughs) fellow? My
4: guess is that's a a matter of money. He's also been connected to the Packers. So I think teams have been doing their homework on him and maybe have contacted him, but maybe they haven't settled on – maybe he thinks he's worth more than they do.
2: All right, and finally three uh, what I like to call Jag running backs – just another guy, Felix Jones, Ronnie Brown, and this is unfair to Willis McGee. He's had some nice years. Former first-round picks uh, don't have jobs. Are all three of these guys done in the NFL?
4: Willis McGee, he never touches a football again on <laughs> on an NFL field. Oh, I was, was going to say, where is he going? Ronnie Brown probably should never play another down in the NFL. A good good role player, but just the speed is no longer there.
3: And I think Felix Jones has been kind of a detriment the last couple of years. I take offense to calling Ronnie Brown a jag. First of all, he had some very nice years in Miami. You're just thinking of that one Patriots game in the Wildcat. Whatever. Second of all, you're just saying he he doesn't have the speed anymore, wrestling. Can I – Remind you of a, a little 58-yard scamper through the secondary of the Bengals <laughs> during the playoffs? That was pretty exciting. Ronnie Brown gets a big playoff touchdown. Probably got he's out of his chair. He probably got cut from behind by Damata Pico. No, he <laughs> got into the end zone. I can't zone. believe
2: Ronnie Brown just got you out of your chair, Greg. That was, that was interesting.
3: Ronnie Wesley Brown. knows, I, or maybe he doesn't, but I used to be. I You're loved, a huge Ronnie Brown I love Ronnie fan. Brown.
2: Oh, there you go.
4: And I, I think he's had a great career, but I think he's probably hung on a little too long.
2: All right, gentlemen, that is it for Wednesday's edition of the Around the League podcast. Uh, We will be back on Friday. We have a special guest lined up. Uh, We won't tell you who it is, but uh, we have somebody lined up for Friday, and we'll obviously go through all the news in the league, as we always do. Uh, The Gold Standard, you wanted to send out a reminder to our listeners or some type of call to action?
4: Yeah, we we got such great money tags last time. Uh, We wanted to continue it and give you guys the opportunity to –
2: we're not out of money tags. No, right, we're are we not. No, oh, no. okay. Not
4: even close. I just sort of like to stockpile them. I have the Fort Knox of money tags in my computer, <laughs> and yeah, no, it's, it's, the more the merrier. So, so what's
2: just, the hashtag?
4: It's hashtag money tags.
2: I thought it was money intros.
3: No money. No, we're doing money tags. All right.
2: I, uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Well, Apologize. Right. M- hashtag money tags.
3: You know what's weird is I started following that hashtag when this came up, and there were a decent amount of hashtag money tags that we're not from around the <laughs> that's league. That's part of the fun <laughs> is that I have to through the miscellaneous money <laughs> Those tags. Those are the best ones. People did a great job, by the way. Hopefully, if you've been listening the last couple of weeks, you've heard your money tag. Pretty much every tag that we've used in the last couple of weeks have been from our listeners. So, Do we want to explain what a money tag is for new listeners? Yeah, basically. Yeah, it sounds like this.
0: The Around the League podcast is the cure for locker room cancer.
2: Or like this.
0: The Around the League podcast could beat Dante Whitner deep.
2: And, what, and to your point, Greg, you had said that sometimes we go through the hashtag and you see strange things. I remember one a couple weeks ago it was kind of like, Latrell ran my car into a ditch, hashtag money tag. <laughs> <laughs> or something. What
4: does that even mean? <laughs> Who it knows? Was, it was like that. It was yeah. like
2: it had nothing to do with our show. It was just <laughs> Wait, someone used the money tag as a hashtag related to some life solved, crisis. That
4: just solved the mystery that I've been wanting to crack. What? What's Latrell Spreewell doing with his life these days? Let's
2: <laughs> <laughs> do He's working on a car wash. He owns them. Uh, All right, so that's it. We'll be back Friday, as I said. Until then, thank you to Jeff Darlington for stopping by. Uh, We'll have him back one day. Uh, Until Friday, this is Dan Hansis signing off for the mailman, the boss, the gold standard behind the glass. See you.